Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that you'll give us, give us ears ready to hear and hearts ready to receive your living word to us. We pray that you will use Chawi to help us comprehend more fully your great love and forgiveness for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The letter to Philemon, starting in verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home, grace and peace to you from our God and Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I'm sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him, with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So, if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one thing more, uh, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the final term last year, we were studying uh, the letter of Paul to the Colossians. Uh, There is another letter of Paul which is closely related uh, to the letter to the Colossians. 
that is the letter to Philemon. So I thought it might be a good idea, a good opportunity to look at uh, Philemon uh, before we start a new series in February. Well, the letter of Paul to Philemon is from Paul and those with him to Philemon. A dear friends of Paul and the church that met in his house. That's verse 2. This letter to Philemon contains a personal plea from Paul. And he was interceding on behalf of his son in the faith. He desired that Philemon would welcome Onesimus back into his house. What happened was that one of Philemon's uh, slaves, Onesimus, had apparently stolen from him, verse 18, and then ran away, which under Roman law was punishable by death. By the grace of God, Onesimus encountered the apostle of Paul uh, while on the run from his master. Onesimus came to faith in Jesus Christ through Paul's ministry and began to help Paul in ministry. In verse 11, Paul stated that he had become very useful to him. Paul desired for Onesimus to remain with him, but he knew that it was best for him to return to Philemon. So Paul writes this letter and acts as an intercessor on Onesimus' behalf. Onesimus then returned to his master with this letter in hand. In the letter, Paul explains the amazing transformations that had occurred in the life of this new believer. Now he also asks that Philemon received Onesimus not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ. Verse 16. Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 to 9 say, reads, Titicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. He's coming with Onesimus, the faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you about everything here. Many noted that Onesimus is mentioned in Colossians chapter 4, verse 9, it is probable that the letter of Paul to Philemon and the letter to the Colossians were written at nearly uh, the same time. And that Paul sent Onesimus back to Colossae with Titicus. It was then that they delivered Paul's letter to the Colossian church. And at that arrived Back at Colossae, Onesimus had delivered this letter to the very man he had wronged. As Philemon opened this letter and began to read it, he learned of a great transformation that had occurred in the life of his slaves. 
Who was Philemon? Philemon was a citizen of Colossae. He was a man of great influence among the citizens of that area. He was also trusted associate of the Apostle Paul. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 9, Paul calls him a faithful and beloved brother. Philemon was a faithful follower of Christ. His life was devoted to serving the Lord and encouraging the saints. That is Philemon chapter 4 to 7. Oh, sorry, verses 4 to 7. It is likely that the Philemon held some office in the church at Colossae. And it is commonly believed that the church met in his house. Let's take a moment to put yourself in Philemon's shoes. You are a faithful follower of Christ. You live a life devoted to the church and kingdom work. You are willing to do whatever is necessary to help others but then someone wrongs you. Someone betrays you. First by stealing from you and then going on the run. Would you be honest enough to admit that you would be very angry at that person? Would you be on, uh, would you admit that? Sorry. Would you be honest enough to admit that you would be very angry at the person and would you admit that in the flesh, you would desire to see the person apprehended. Most likely, at least for a moment, you would want more than justice. You would want vengeance. We don't know how long Onesimus had been away from his master. We are also not told of Philemon's Reaction when Onassis Simus returned. It is possible, given Paul's testimony of his character, that he had already given Onesimus, forgiven Onesimus before he been returned, even returned. On that, on the other hand, there is no record if Philemon even forgave Onesimus. But we do know that the letter was not torn up and thrown away. It was preserved. And we have it with us today. I would say that it is extremely likely that Philemon did just as Paul asked and welcomed Onesimus as a brother in Christ. Second, Forgiveness changes your relationship with God. The greatest and the most precious biblical truth for you and me is that in Christ, God has forgiven us. Forgiveness comes from the very heart of God. When we are forgiven by God, the Holy Spirit plants in us an ability to forgive. This is why Paul appealed to Philemon not on the basis of apostolic authority. Philemon was a brother who was redeemed and forgiven. 
we were dead in trespasses and sin, with no relationship with Jesus before God forgave us in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But the forgiveness offered us in, in us in the broken body and shed blood of Jesus means we are now alive to God. Our relationship with Him is remade without the barrier of sin. We can enjoy His presence without having to worry about our acceptance. God in character is complete love. He is also complete justice. So, what has God done in forgiveness? He is not saying that our sin and rebellion of him uh, of his rule is okay. He is saying that in Christ, he let go of the pain and hurt we cause him by rejecting him. Christ pay for all that. Third, forgiveness changes your relationship with others. A personal experience with Jesus Christ makes a difference in your life. In Christ, we are not only set free by God's love. We are also set free for God's love. It is forgiveness and the working of God's grace that set us free to experience and explore the love of God. Paul said in verses 8 and 9 in Philemon, In Christ I could order you to do what you ought to do, but I appeal to you on the basis of love. And in verse 16, he encouraged Philemon to receive Onesimus not as a slave, but as his brother. In Christ. What was the basis of Philemon forgiving Onesimus? That Philemon was forgiven in Christ. Paul encouraged Onesimus to go back and face his master. The reality of his relationship with Jesus make it possible for Onesimus to overcome his fear to go back to Colossae and Philemon. Through Paul's mediations, Onesimus was able to reconcile to his master Philemon. Kent Crockett said it so well. We base our forgiveness on what God has done for us, not what someone has done to us. Fourth, lesson about forgiveness. Like Philemon, we have called to forgive. Let's see what the lesson about forgiveness are that we can learn from the issues with Philemon and Onesimus. First, who should we forgive? Philemon was called to forgive someone who had wronged him. Onesimus stole from Philemon before he went on the run. 
Then Paul asked Philemon to forgive Onesimus. That is verses 10 and 11. So, who should we forgive? Anyone who needs it. We are often required to forgive people who, in our minds, don't deserve to be forgiven. Christian forgiveness is not about forgiving those who are those who offense us up to a certain point. We do not have the luxury of picking and choosing who we forgive. We cannot draw a line and say, I will forgive anything up to this point and nothing beyond. Christian forgiveness is forgiveness without limits. But you may say, for a child we you just don't know what all he or she has done to me. It is impossible for me to forgive such an offense. Yes, in the flesh, that may very well be true. But if you will walk in the Spirit, Jesus will help you do what seems impossible. In the past, there have been people who have wronged me in severe way. And it is only, only by the grace of God that I was able to forgive them. Did they deserve forgiveness? Absolutely not, I would say. But ask yourself this question. Did you deserve the forgiveness that God has given you? We have a great examples of Christ's light. Forgiveness in Stephen. Do you remember what he said as he was being stoned to death? Acts chapter 7 verses 59 and 60 tells us that while they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. If Stephen could forgive those who were killing him, what is your excuse for holding a grudge? Who should we forgive? Those who need it. Second, why we should forgive. Paul makes it clear that Philemon should forgive Onesimus. That is verse 18. What is the reason that we are to forgive our enemies? A. Because it is commanded. Remember what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them, others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Philemon's main motivations for forgiveness was not as a favor to Paul. The reason why he would have forgiven Onesimus is because his Savior commanded him to. 
when you like, feel like holding a grudge, when you want vengeance, remember that we are commanded to forgive. Another reason we should forgive is because it is Christ-like. I think it is even more significant than the fact that forgiveness is commanded. Our desire should be become like Christ. We should model our lives after Him. He was filled with compassion. He came to this earth to secure forgiveness for people who never could have deserved it. Christ's compassion was exemplified on the cross. Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That's my friend. These are examples. Think about that person who have wronged you. When you consider getting even asked yourself, what would Jesus do? I can tell you what Jesus would do. He would forgive. Who should we forgive? Those who need it. Why should we forgive? Because it is commanded and it is Christ-like. Third, how we should forgive. Paul requests that Philemon receive the one who has done him wrong. But he asks that he takes his disforgiveness a step further. Not only should he forgive and receive Onesimus, he should receive him as a brother instead of a slave. Verses 15 to 17. Forgiveness always involves showing mercy. But here we have a picture of forgiveness with grace. Once again, this is Christ-like forgiveness. We should forgive in the same way. How are we to forgive? A. We must forgive completely. When we grant forgiveness, it should be without conditions. It must be complete and total forgiveness. Psalms 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. This is the kind of forgiveness that God has granted us. You cannot forgive someone completely and then use their past transgressions against them. Nowhere are we told that forgiveness is easy, but it is necessary. And in order to truly forgive, we must forgive completely. Not only are we to forgive completely, B, we must forgive continuously. I said it earlier, we cannot put limits on forgiveness. 
Jesus spoke about this with Simon Peter. In Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, No, not seven times. But I tell you, seventy times seven. In Peter's day, it was common for the Jews never to forgive an offense more than three times. Peter thought he was being gracious by submitting the number seven. But Jesus said, no, not seven times, but seven times seventy. Or seventy times seven. We must remember that we are living in an imperfect world. We will encounter imperfect people. We will be wrong, be done wrong. We will continue to be done wrong and must be willing to forgive continuously. Well, we have seen who, why, and how we should forgive. Finally, let's see when we should forgive. When was Philemon to forgive Onesimus? At the moment he read this letter. When should we forgive those who have wronged us? I would say immediately. Paul asked Philemon to receive Onesimus in verse 12. Onesimus was a runaway slave, but now he is a useful servant. Not only this, he was Philemon's brother in Christ. This means to, to totally forgive and be reconciled to one another. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are going to spend eternity in heavens together. So, we might as well learn to get along with each other down here. Are you willing to receive all men? Will you forgive them no matter what the offense? When you love, forgive, and have compassion, Passions on your enemies, your heavenly Father will be glorified and your enemies will be impacted as well. And you will have a testimony that just may lead the person to faith in Christ. May we never forget that we as believers have been called to forgive. In conclusion, a few words for our dear friends who have not accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. Dear friends, in this morning passage, we learn of how a runaway slave was transformed. Onesimus was changed on the inside and he was changed spiritually. 
According to Paul, everything about him had changed. When Jesus saved someone, it will have an impact on their entire life. Onesimus had a great testimony of transformation. Do you have the same testimony? Have you been transformed by the power of God? Just as Onesimus had an encounter with Jesus, you can have the same encounter right here. And even right now, just put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when you do, then you can experience that great transformation. And then those around you will see the great transformation that comes only to those who have a personal relationship with Christ. May the Lord bless you. Amen.